the footsteps of Jesus from down under. Welcome to the program. This is Nick Krita, your host. We are uh, going to have uh, a wonderful uh, program again today, second part with Lolita. If you miss the first part, uh, I would like you to just contact us because we'll be able to give you some um, uh, recordings if you like to to hear the program if you missed. Uh, and you've got the numbers uh, later on in the programs where you can ring. Please stay with us now and Lolita is going to share a bit more about her experience while she was uh, visiting uh, Philippines for a mission trip. Lolita, welcome back to the program. Thank you, Nick. It's great to be here today. Would you be able to just go straight into the story about your trip to Philippines? Yes. So what's happened, there were two things that uh, occurred while we were there. And these are just some of the things. There's plenty to, to tell. But what's more significant are, are, are these two things. And firstly, I... It involved a um, a minor a minor mishap for me, which caused me to walk with a limp, and I ended up with a big bruise on my thigh and also a, a scrape um, on my right knee. So I am often reminded by Jesus' words in John sixteen thirty three, which says, "In the world you shall have tribulation." But be of good cheer, I have overcome the world. So that night, after that minor incident, I was the series presenter. And true to his words, Jesus helped me overcome. Because I was able to cope with the pain and with a minor limp, I was able to deliver the, deliver the message. I praise and thank God for his power. Because um, I remembered one of the members one one of the team members was saying oh no who's going to do the presentation tonight because no one has prepared for it except me and i was not feeling well that day but i'm i'm really encouraged by the fact that if we look at the promises of god he definitely stands by it so the other the other incident was something so drastic and heartbreaking in a way that Prior to the baptismal day, basically the eve of the baptismal day, the people went back home to their uh, remote areas. And in one of those areas, one of the baptismal candidates was stabbed and he died. Mm. And so uh, we were so heartbroken. The area was so remote that we even didn't have the chance to visit them or, or just extend their condolence. So as a matter of fact, the whole family was not able to attend because apparently there's some, I think, members of the family who wanted to be baptized as well. But it's such a an eye-opener for me. You know, we work and serve God and we think that uh, we are protected. This gentleman obviously have prepared to accept God as his Savior, Jesus as his Savior, and yet things happen. And it just brings me back to one of the Bible verses that was written by the wisest man on earth in Ecclesiastes 9 verse 12, which says that for man also knows not his time as the 
fishes that are taken in an evil net, and as the birds that are caught in the snare, so are the sons of men snared in an evil time, when it falls suddenly upon him. So, it gave it gave me a a sense of vulnerability. It happened to me personally. You know, I I thought I had broken a bone when I slipped. On on a slippery plank or on the boat, to make matter worse, as we were walking back to our accommodation, I tripped over a sandbar, which hit my thigh and scraped my right knee. So I was thinking, you know, I was reminiscing and in deep thought, and I said, Lord, have I done something wrong that is not pleasing in your sight? That you are sort of punishing me or making me. Be aware of the things that I'm not doing right, but eventually, when we got home, I found out that it was not from God. Obviously, there's someone, an enemy, who is not happy with the things that we're doing, so he's making sure to block that night's presentation because no one was ready to do the presentation. And then on the day of on the baptism baptismal day, this family has been you know we were waiting for them to come, and then we found out that he one you know one of the members died. So um, it's just amazing how sometimes we think that everything is going to be okay being a Christian, but Jesus Himself said that without Him we cannot overcome. In a way, it's opened my eyes, and I know that the team, the team has also had their own thoughts about it. But wherever, whatever we're doing, if we serve God, we always have to seek and pray and ask for protection. However, if we feel that there is no protection, we have to be encouraged. That there is, because、mm. that was a promise given to us. And just on、uh, to open it up a little bit more. Of course, the enemy of God and the enemy of man on this earth—it's Satan, it's the evil one, you know.、Mm-hmm. And、uh, living here in Australia, we probably don't see as much the、um, struggle, if you like,、mm-hmm. uh, when we, you share the good news with other、mm-hmm. people、mm-hmm. Uh, and the consequences, you know.、Uh, Probably you, you don't see as much the martyrdom of、uh, modern、uh, missionaries, to say so, in、mm-hmm. in Australia. But when you go in places like、uh, where you've been in Philippines and、mm-hmm. many other parts of the, this world in Africa, and、uh, you know that still happened.、Mm-hmm. And what's amazing that、uh, people are more attracted, or they、um, they give their lives to God in those parts of the world. Where these things happen, actually, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. that's probably for us a big question to ask for ourselves. We're living in a beautiful country here in Australia,、mm-hmm. peacefully, and uh, uh, we may not be aware of the things happening in this world, where、um, missionaries、mm-hmm. and、uh, servants of God, you、mm-hmm. know, are living everyday life, walking in the footsteps of Jesus.、Mm-hmm. 
What I was going to to ask, what sort of conflict is there? Ethnic conflict? The conflict that's happening there is that in the area where the candidate came from, there's another denomination that has already been settled in that area. And when the laymen, these are the laymen that work with the adopter minister, these are the laymen that does a lot of groundwork there, when they visit the place, they offer them the truth. They offer them the love of Jesus. And these people, majority of them, would actually see the love of God through Jesus and decide to change their religious beliefs. Mm. I'm not quite sure what the uh, incident, uh, what the background story of this is, this new recent one, but I know that in the past, the first time I went to, to visit 2P via Southern Mindanao Mission Adopt a Minister program, we actually have a pastor of another denomination who took 35 members of his church, including his family, to the Sabbath-keeping belief. And so um, we, we actually were there to see a new church because the, the old church was bulldozed for way of um, the, the local councils making road where they, they were. And so this time, this happened again. And if I remember right, the second time I was there, there was another incident as well. A group of people, I think there would be more than 15 of them, was actually um, held captive by a pastor of another denomination with machete on his hand, mm. threatening them if they leave and go down, because they live in the mountains, and go down to where the baptism is happening, that they will lose their lives. And then the third time we were there, this was in Kiamba this time, this has happened. Mm. Whether it's ethnic ethnicity, whether it's, um, it's the denominational, um, there's obviously a battle going on. So it's just amazing how God, you know, if you look at Jesus' promise, I have overcome the world. So we may have lost someone. We, we don't take it lightly, but we're praying for the family. I still have to contact the adopted minister pastor that's involved with this and um, really find out what's what's going on but as you said of course for for the family this is a tragic thing when you consider um, what really means like the matter of life and death mm-hmm. you know if you lose this life on this earth and gain the everlasting life uh, I, I believe that's a, a yes. gain you know yeah, yes. because as as you mentioned many times i mean jesus said that uh, uh, who save his life, he uh, may lo- lose uh, eternal life, you know, mm-hmm. but who's uh, uh, losing his life. Uh, I mean, not that we, we're encouraging anything like, uh, like this, you know, mm-hmm. to happen, but uh, yeah, unfortunately, I mean, these things happen and the enemy, which we talked about earlier, is at work. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just saying that, I would like to appeal to our listeners also and ourselves, we're doing this to pray 
for uh, these people out there where mm-hmm. they are struggling when they make a decision to follow God. Mm-hmm. Because, as I said earlier, um, here in Australia we have this uh, freedom to believe in what we think is right and, mm-hmm. you know, uh, nothing happened. But there are so many people when they make a choice Actually, that's followed by a consequence and sometimes can be even death, as mm-hmm. you mentioned earlier. And I would like you, dear listen, listeners there, please pray for these people who are uh, going in um, dangerous places to share the good news with other people. And let's pray for the locals mm-hmm. and uh, pray for the advancement of the good news of the Bible, because uh, in these days, we can see with an open eye that um, the Bible is put aside and man lives by his own uh, judgments, you know. And um, Lolita, uh, we come to a time now to have a short break, mm-hmm. play a song, and uh, we'd like to tell our listeners that uh, in the second part of this program, you'll be able to share about of your own story, your testimony, your walk with Jesus. Please don't go anywhere. Stay with us. We are going to have a break and we'll be back in a minute.
to the water to be baptized. I've come to the water to be baptized. wonderful song take me to the water to be baptized and uh, as we learn in the first part some people paid with their life when they make a decision to Mm -hmm. change their lives and to be baptized and uh, walk into the footsteps of Jesus Mm -hmm. welcome back for the second part of our program and um, we've got uh, Lolita with us who is sharing uh, amazing things in her trip to Philippines and I will like her to to continue to share with us but also in the next few minutes she will be able to share her walk with Jesus. Thank you Lolita again. Thank you Nick and I would also like to add that out of the 136 souls that were baptized in Kiamba in last August one of them was an old gentleman from uh, the Muslim community. And another one was uh, a lady who is blind and managed to see the light. Mm. So it's a bit, it's, uh, th- there's actually a lot of angels rejoicing because of that. Sure. Yeah. So as I mentioned earlier on in the program, or last, last time I was here, I'm a Filipina. My father's Chinese and my mom is a, uh, a Spanish Filipina. I have one older sister and two younger brothers and I'm the second in the family. My father and mother were not re- regular church attendees. I've, I've grown up in a place called Tupi in South Cotabato. We live in a business district where the church is within our neighborhood say about 200 to 300 meters because most of my friends were attending the church i sort of was following the crowd so there was there was no no special relationship with god or i know how to pray i have at least um 20 or more saints to call upon and so i would have daily devotions you know one day i will be praying to one saint and the other day i will be approaching another one for a different issue in my life and basically my life before christ i was materialistic Mm. i was just going with the flow the materialism came into play because my mother has taught me to um to be the breadwinner. So she told me that she wants me to go abroad and help her support my siblings. Mm. And so in my heart, I have wanted so much to, to go to America. Mm. 
Mm. But God didn't want that to happen. <laughs> I ended up in, I end, I ended up in the Sultanate of Oman. Went to England and eventually to Australia. So uh, that was in Sydney, and now I'm here in Adelaide. Eighteen years ago, I went through a crisis, and uh, in that period of my life, I felt like I needed to pray every day. Every day, because I know I have saints to call upon, but it went to a point where I felt this emptiness. No amount of my novena or these nine consecutive days of praying was able to help me with what I'm going through. I remember there was a time in my younger years I was told. I should stay away from the Bible because that would cause insanity. So、uh, you could just imagine I stayed away from it. And and then, if I remember right, Net ninety nine with Pastor Doug Batchelor was the first evangelistic series that that was downlink from New York. To Adelaide at that time, and having listened to the story of this, the son of a, a multi-billionaire who is willing to give up riches and wealth to、uh, to be able to worship God and and change his life 190 degrees, so to speak, I questioned myself: Who am I? You know, I, I know I'm materialistic. I'm working hard to get money to, to support my my brothers and at the same time my own family. And so this opened my eyes, and I thought, okay, I understood and I've learned the error of my ways, and so I started reading the Bible, and I didn't get insane. I didn't. I didn't become insane. You know. Just like what my my younger years, those in my younger years, has told me, and so it brought me to to a Bible verse which says in Philippians four nineteen, but my God shall supply all your need according to His riches in glory by Christ Jesus. So that materialistic feeling inside me has been sort of changed in a way that. I don't really need to work hard to get as much money as I can, because I know God will provide. And as I mentioned last,、uh, the last time I was here, God has provided for the financial support and backing for this mission. So, eventually, I I found that I need to change, and、um, my my prayer to the saints doesn't have to be done. I have to have to go through a mediator. I have to go through an advocate through Jesus, and so didn't take me a long time to、um, sort of get into the new habit of that because I I used prayer a lot, but this time God had impressed upon me through the Holy Spirit that all I need to do is to develop that special relationship with Jesus. And I'll be okay, and and that is a, a promise that I can claim. 
I remembered I've mentioned also that I work part-time as a literature evangelist. Now, having grown up in a uh, a family that that doesn't really go to church as a as a family to get that the togetherness was not there. I have gone through an experience where I have to do this on my own. There was um, an incident in my younger years that actually had impacted significantly in my adulthood and in turn impacted my work as a literature evangelist. I developed the fear of cats and, you know, through um, circumstances, my cousin actually was teasing me and I ended up having scratch on my back and that pain that I went through caused me to have that, that fear of the cats. And then I ended up doing door-to-door with um, supervisor and then I was scared of cats. I, I couldn't do anything. But all I could do after that, because I said I needed to do this job and I claimed the promise on Psalm 91 verse 11. It says, For he shall give his angels charge over thee to keep thee in all thy ways. So uh, after perhaps three months of my work as a literature evangelist, I I kept on reading that and, and making it as, as my um, my prayer, the fear has gone away. Mm, wonderful. And so in, in my walk with Jesus, I suffered that fear when I was growing up and then the crisis I have gone through. And then I kept on you know, re- started reading the Bible and I saw that the, there's a lot of promises and one of them was actually in, in Psalms 32 verse 8, which says, I will instruct thee and teach thee. I will guide thee with mine eye. So we have to come to God with the humble and teachable spirit, willing to be taught in faith. And it is our privilege to claim the promise every hour of every day. And I have read this in my devotion this morning, that our Heavenly Father is our ruler, and we must submit to His discipline. He has a right to our service because we are members of His family. We must study God's way and God's will and not our own way. And so, for concluding, I Prayer has played a great part, a huge part of my walk with Jesus. Every day I have, before I get out of bed, I pray this act of consecration which says, Take my life, Lord, for I cannot give it. It is thy property. Make it pure, for I cannot keep it. Save me in spite of myself, my weak and Christ-like self. Mold me, fashion me, raise me into a pure and holy atmosphere where the rich current of your love can flow through my soul. Let it be your prayer too as you walk in the footsteps of Jesus. Thank you very much, Lolita. May God bless you and use you in a mighty way to reach out to many people out there. Time for this program is again coming to an end. And uh, we'd like, before we close, to give you some details if, to contact us, if you like. 
And Lolita, if you like to give uh, some of your details, if people like to get behind you to be part of uh, the next mission trip, mm-hmm. can you please share with us yes. some of your details? Yeah, my landline is 08-7423-7130. That is 08-7423-7130. It's best to contact me around after six. And my um, mobile number is 439 839-643. And also you can contact us uh, uh, through the phone numbers and email which we give uh, uh, every time to you at the beginning of the program. Well, I can repeat that right now. You can call 0401-305-077 or you can write an email to ioncreta at yahoo.com. Thank you for being with us today. Until next time, may God bless you and don't forget to walk in the footsteps of Jesus.